Welcome to episode one, the podcast where we watch the second episode of a web series and talk about it. I'm Michael. I'm Eric. Were we supposed to watch the second episode? No, you just got pranked. We watched the first episode. This week, we watched Prank Encounters. How long? So you just watched this yesterday. Yeah. But we've known that we were going to watch it for about a week now. Yeah. How long have you been sitting on that particular gem? As we were recording for Noise, I was sitting here thinking, what funny intro can I do that's like a prank for the show? And then you couldn't come up with anything. Well, exactly. (laughs) The best I had was to start pretending that this was an episode 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 by episode recap of the island but then i realized i made that same joke for malibu rescue and so it's like oh i can't do that and so then all i had was what i said i didn't put a lot of thought into it you swung for the fences you you missed you struck out yeah but like you swung for the fences yeah at least somebody's trying on this podcast <laughs> agreed so we watched prank encounters was it prank encounters or prank encounter Whatever it was, it was bad. <laughs> it was really, it was colossally bad. Do you want to tell us about the show? Yeah, um, I will tell you about the show by reading the description for the show. Okay. Which is that it's monstrous frights meet hilarious reveals on this hidden camera prank show as real people become the stars of their own full-blown horror movie. What percentage of that description is accurate to the show? Oh, gosh. Read it again. Yep. Uh, Let's so go I'll, beat word, by beat. I'll go word by word. Okay. Monstrous, yes. Okay. Frights, eh. Meet hilarious reveals. Eh, no. On this hidden camera prank show. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that. As real people <laughs> also still maybe become the stars of their own full blown horror movie. No. 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 Maybe. Maybe that piece. If we stretch the definition a little bit in that, in this case, is it Gaten Matarazzo? The kid from Stranger Things. He's the, the host yeah. of the show. He's the serial killer in his own horror movie here. Right. So in that case, he is the star of his own full-blown horror movie. Yeah. And he's already the star of his own horror TV show. So why not? Is he the star though? I'd say him and Millie Bobby Brown are probably the two most popular, aren't they? I guess. Wolfgang, whatever his name is, was in the kid who plays the main kid. Oh, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, yeah. He was in something else, wasn't he? He's in a lot of things here coming up. He was in It. It, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about, just overall, what do you think of pranks? Do you like to pull pranks? No, if only because I think that pranks in that way go way too far way too fast and Mm -hmm. most of the time it's no matter how much the people that are getting pranked upon laugh it off like you you've just victimized them not in like any necessarily like really dark way or deep way but like you've made that person be shitty for like and feel shitty for a little while yeah for the sake of maybe making them laugh later and you being a shitty person for a little while yeah i'd like gentle pranks i don't like seeing people i don't like seeing people get hurt i don't like falling down videos or like where the prank involves you harming the person in some way or even if it's not a prank watching like somebody 
slip and fall or something like that. Uh, I don't like that. But, like, Improv Everywhere, I like some of their stuff. Have you seen their stuff? Mm-mm. They'll do things like take over a food court in a mall, so they'll have somebody behind the counter in the food court, uh, and she'll all of a sudden just break out the song, and then, like, music will start, so it turns into just, like, this musical, and everybody in the food court's like, what is going on? And then... You know, all of a sudden the janitor who's been cleaning up for the past two hours starts singing and then like a security guard comes over and everyone's like, oh shit, security's here. But then it turns out security starts singing and like, it's just like a surprising fun thing that happens to everybody. <coughs> I see that less of a, of a prank because I think for me and why I don't like pranks is the intent of the prank is to embarrass, hurt, scare, like whatever. Like, yeah embarrassed in some way and i don't know that in that case these people are just onlookers onto like some weirdness that's happening which yeah. is the intent there isn't to make them feel shitty it's to go like hey look at this show that we're putting on impromptu yeah yeah that's a fair point or like a child's prank like i saw a picture of a child who's having a prank war with like her uncle and she, his car was parked and she made a parking space and wrote like mr fart in that same vein and it's relevant to the time frame because there's the big one always happens around this time one of the things that i hate that it happens but i still watch it and generally laugh at it is like jimmy kimmel does like Prank yeah. things where he'll have his audience prank their kids. Right. And we're around the time of the year where the most common one is... I ate your candy. I ate all of your candy. And I find that funny less so for the kids that, like, it it's, ends up being... I'm not laughing at the kids. I'm laughing at the parents that raise shitty kids that when they get told that, the response, I, I don't care about your kid crying. Like, they're kids. They're emotional or whatever. I do find it fucked up when kids start screaming or fucking throwing shit at their parents. And I'm just like, where the fuck is the parenting there? I think the ones that I like for those are when the kid is just like indignant and righteous about it. Like, that's funny. That's funny. And then I find it really heartwarming when that kid's like, it's okay, mom. Like, it's fine. Yep. (laughs) I forgive you. What do you think of Jim Halpert's pranks on Dwight? They're funny, but I mean, they're mean. Yeah. I have a whole thing about how much I hate Jim and how he's kind of a bully. Like, Dwight is difficult, but I don't think that he's cruel. And I think Jim is cruel to Dwight. Like, Dwight may even, like, at least in the beginning, like, they they make him more likable as the show goes on. But I think Jim's being really cruel to him. And it makes me angry. Like, yes, he's difficult and he makes their lives hard and... He's harsh, but I don't think he's mean. I don't think he is, his intent is to be mean, but I think the outcome is mean at times. He's he's pretty shitty to people around the office. Dwight is, um, even early on. Yeah. Um, We're just going to let Huckleberry bark at in the background. I mean, you continue talking through it, so I figured yeah. I would too. I'm just so used to tuning it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If they were real people, and they like so very clearly not, especially towards the end of that show, they just they're all caricatures of, of human beings. I think it'd be one thing, but for a show like that, I, I'm I'm fine with that in in a show like that in the context of that, especially since as the show went on, they called attention to like how much Jim just fucks with Dwight and like who's really like the asshole here at some point. Like there are individual pranks he does that are very funny. And then there's just also a lot of like, yeah, Jim's an asshole. When, when, when when you let up there, bud? Yeah. He's the popular shitty kid that everybody laughs along at the unpopular kid with because they don't want to be the target. Oh, we're just unpacking some stuff here. Right. Okay. Also, he doesn't care about his job. 
He doesn't care to do a good job at his job. You hate Jim. Oh, yeah. I've got, for similar reasons, but the flip side, I can see why people hate Pam. Why? When he tells Pam to go off to art school or whatever and and do your thing and he's supportive. And she initially was just like, hell no, you're not doing this thing. Like, you can't honestly be thinking about going to Philadelphia. She's actively in, like, season three trying to break up, even if it's not... As obvious, like actually trying to break up uh, him and what Karen, Karen Filippelli. Um, oh yeah, that's a thing that people latch on to too. Like looking back, why did why did you hate Karen? She, Karen did nothing wrong. No, All absolutely she did not. Was date date Jim? Yep, yeah, absolutely not. She was a perfectly fine person. And I think you, when you are watching it in the moment, it, you get away with thinking about or not thinking about that sort of stuff because those were like she hated. It not necessarily hated, but didn't like Karen. And I, as a viewer, also didn't like Karen because she was keeping Jim and Pam apart. They're they're meant to be together. But there's but there's just it, that's in the moment. You watch it again, even a second or third or fourth or fifth time, and it's just like, well, these these are all kind of shitty people. Yeah. And we will spend the next thirty seconds talking about the prank encounter show before we go back to talking about something other than this prank encounter show. Okay. So this kid gets to be in charge of these pranks. He's like, okay. Now cut over to Val... What's his name? VJ. His actual name was Vertez. Vertez. Two things. Or one thing, really, I guess. That's the scene that cemented it for me, and I already suspected it, just because, yes, who puts a fucking 13-year-old in charge of something that, no matter how shitty it is, it's super complicated and complex. He's 17. He's 17? Yeah. Shit, okay. I think I knew that he was older than I thought, but I didn't quite think he was that old. Um, but even who puts a 17, who puts like anybody of that age in charge of all this shit, he he has no qualifications. He's not a licensed uh, scare, te- scare technician. Sorry, prankster for layman. Yes. Scare technician for those of us that are in the industry. Okay. Um, You're in the industry? I used to be. <laughs> are you pranking me right now? <laughs> this this whole podcast has been an elaborate prank. At at the at the end of it, I don't know when the end of it's coming. I'm waiting for Gate Matarazzo to tell me. But when the end of it happens, I'll just say psych, knock over my microphone and run away. <laughs> and then just delete every episode from the internet. <laughs> but that that scene where he says, All right, cut to VJ is what cemented it for me that this is all after the fact. The scenes of him like in there, like oh, it's yeah. all after the fact. Because saying cut to VJ Literally means nothing in the context of setting up a prank. You've got cameras on both of them. You don't need to cut to either of them. You can right. just watch them both. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to edit this later. <laughs> so it's just his note to the editor like, by the way, here, cut to VJ. <laughs> I don't need that level of editing. Let's just go through the prank beat by beat. Okay. So it starts off, <laughs> it starts off with a babysitter coming over because she's been hired. Before we even get there, I think because it's it's said at the very beginning of the show, and I, I want to differentiate this. If anybody's at all interested in this, after we talk about it, it's going to be because this is differentiated in any way from any other prank show. And the way that this is differentiated is that there are two separate people that are not in on it as opposed to one. Yeah. Also, if anybody's interested in this show after listening to this, we haven't done our jobs. So there's two people not in on this pod or not in on this prank. The, the premise of the prank, and I'll just give it broadly, and then we can talk about how they progress through it, is that a little girl has a teddy bear that apparently killed her older sister, at least according to the little girl. The parent, the maid, 
everyone involved in this thinks that the little girl is just having difficulty processing her grief. And there is a toy pickup company that will donate toys to underprivileged children or something. I don't even know what. Right. And it's not just toys. They pick up anything. They come and pick up donations, basically. But it was definitely with the point of picking up little kids. Like, to, like um, what's one I'm looking at? Like, making little kids happy. So, like, they picked up a lot. As I'm thinking about it, they picked up a lot of shit that was like, no, this is just goodwill. This isn't, like... Yeah, because because even when they're in the van and they're going through the list, the driver, who's an actor, goes, oh, that's just a bunch of little kids stuff, huh? That's weird. Which is fucking... I did, all of this, I didn't realize this in the moment, How mostly because I was checked out after, like, a second and a half of this. But I didn't put that together. Yeah. They were that not invested in their own prank. <laughs> yeah. So the little girl thinks the teddy bear killed it, her big sister, and they're going to donate the, all these things, including the teddy bear. So at the same time, the mom is going out to meet her plastic surgeon. <laughs> yeah, which you do at 7 o'clock at night. Dirty toy. <laughs> That's when I wrote, like, who wrote this character? Like, Gate and Matarazzo. <laughs> like, what she what she need? Like, it couldn't have just been like, I have a date tonight. Yeah, I'm going out for drinks with friends. Yeah, anything, anything. But she schedules it at the same time she scheduled this pickup for some reason. <laughs> so the babysitter and the maid have to coordinate with the pick, pickup guys. And then when they try to pick up the teddy bear, the teddy bear starts killing people and scaring them. And then Gate and Matarazzo. Pops out <laughs> and just starts laughing <laughs> like a maniac. And then this is the point where I was like, "Are is everybody an actor in this? The point that I thought that was when he said, do you know who I am? And what did she say? She said, Gaten Matarazzo. I knew his name before I watched the show. There is no reason that that woman should have said anything except... Either no, or are you that kid from Stranger Things? So, I thought that she was acting before that because she didn't actually punch the guy who's holding the phone away from her when she wanted to call 911. Yeah, and the other guy didn't kick the teddy bear. Didn't kick the teddy bear. Which I would have absolutely kicked that teddy bear. There was something else she said to, to VJ. So VJ was one of the guys that was picking up the toys. He was also not in on it. And the babysitter was was all, was all supposedly not in on it. She said something. I don't think my notes fully translated over because I, I some of this I had written down is gone. But she said something during the middle of this. that When she was talking to VJ, like the three of them, her, him, and the little girl were sitting on the couch. She said something to him that was just so not conversational. It was putting like moving along this story. That I was like, oh, she's definitely in on it, too. Yeah. This and, is some horse shit. Yeah. And when he, like, came out, he goes in and talks to the girl and he comes out and he's like, well, I just had the scariest pickup ever. He has no reason to be scared of this girl at this point. But, like, from second one, she's asking him to, like, sit down next to her and he's, like, skittish and a little afraid to do so. Yeah. When they were going over the list with the mom, one of the things she points out to Theodora is that she can't find her green spandex. So please make sure that the green spandex doesn't get taken away. Who wrote that character? Gaten Matarazzo. <laughs> I wrote down, Vertez has a cool name, and he is going to totally freak out. 
you want to get back to some more like about his name you want to get back to some dialogue that also was written very poorly go for it when the guy that was driving with him as they were talking back and forth and he was like what's your, what's your name again and he was like Vertez and he was like Vertez now what is that to ask him what his like the origin of his name he says what is that the, the, none of none of this was conversational. Like, and he, the babysitter again, also not like. There are moments where it felt like she was freaking out, but then there were also. I'm wondering if there weren't edits after the fact. Maybe she was not in on it, but then they edited after the fact and had her like relive a moment so they can get a better shot of it. And she did a really shitty job. Mm. Um, so I wrote down why is the maid helping with the kid? Why did they even bother hiring Theodora? Yep. Like, if the maid's just going to do everything, why did they need Theodora there? If I were Theodora, I certainly would have been having that thought. But also, at the same time, if I were Theodora, I definitely wouldn't be voicing that thought because I don't get paid. Good point. She was just there to to, to further the, the story, like, to, to get them to talk or to have somebody to bounce the, the conversation off of. Because one of the guys that was involved in the toy repo, I don't even know what the fuck to call it, this, this toy donation place, was asking questions about... The girl who had died, which, again, grossly inappropriate when you're picking up her shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was just there to, to call attention back to that again. Why would, if you're a parent and your daughter is behaving this way, why would you try to get rid of that teddy bear like that? It don't, I don't know that we got a sense of how long had passed. It, I mean, if it's been two months and there's a lot of obsession about that toy... That's that's normal. But if we're talking like it's been a year or two and that toy is still like obsessed and like is being projected upon, I get why a parent would try and make that decision. I don't know that that's maybe the most psychologically sound decision, but I get why a parent would say like, yeah, that's the root of the problem. Get rid of that toy. Right. Instead of, I don't know, getting your child to a therapist. Right. Uh, Theodora keeps saying like, I don't even know the address I'm at. I got hired by a third company. A third-party company. Is this a company that she's worked with before and the producers reached out to and was like, hey, we're going to prank somebody. Can you send somebody over? And they, like, sent Theodora over. And if so, how happy is she with them about that? I guess I don't know. I would have to imagine they didn't tell these temp agencies. I don't know a temp agency. Like, it seems to me like there would be a lot of liability. And even if they didn't sue the shit, like, okay, I've signed a release. Now, yes, I can't sue you. You can go ahead and air this. That doesn't stop me from fucking suing the temp agency that put me in this shitty situation. Right. I'm guessing. I get. I don't know. I don't know about, enough about temp agencies. To, but then I guess it wouldn't stop the temp agency from suing the producers. I, I'm sure there's some complicated legal mumbo jumbo that they did to get through all of this. This is a litigation nightmare. Was, was that the prank all along? <laughs> the prank was inside you the whole time. <laughs> the prank was on the lawyers that have to deal with the fucking paperwork afterwards. Haha, <laughs> got you guys. Would you keep watching this? <laughs> no. I didn't. I, like, I'm not sure I finished, like, at the point where Gaten comes out and <laughs> asks really pandering questions like, what would you think when, like, we pushed that woman off the balcony? Wasn't that cool? I called that. Yeah. I, I said it into a microphone. I was in it. charge of that. <laughs> I killed her. I decide who lives or dies. Double the scares. It got really dark there at the end when he admitted to murdering multiple people, but I had checked out at that point. I'm not even <laughs> sure I... No, that's not true. 
I did watch to the credits, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if I had stopped. So, Do you want to write episode two? I don't know. We can certainly try. <coughs> we can certainly try. I think all we have to do is write a prank, right? Yeah. That scares two people? That scares two people, and also that Gaten can, like, pretend like he's in control of. Like, you know how... Did you... Uh, were you the older or younger of your... your Siblings. So you've got a sister, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm older. It, it it's it's a common. I don't even know if tropes the thing, but and I don't know. If I remember doing it as a kid, but I definitely have done it as an adult to my nieces when I'll be playing video games and they want to play along too. Like fucking give them the controller with the battery out so they can feel like they're playing. I feel like oh, that's yeah. what they're doing with Gate, and they're just showing him footage and then having him go cut to so and so, and then he's just like they cut and they're like Gate Gate whatever kid like just do do whatever you want to do. We're gonna be over here pranking people. So it's got to be something that he feels like he has control over. Okay. So I guess first we need a setting. A prison. And a, a deli. Okay, a deli we can work with. We could have worked with prison. <laughs> I feel way, like pranking prisoners we, would be really fucked up. We, the prank is that you're... We're, we're so, so the prison is that you... <laughs> the you, prank is that you're, you you're free of parole. <laughs> They, they, they let him get out. They let him get out of prison. They give him bus fare. He gets all the way to like, we, we've got temporary housing for you. Hold on. We've got to find a second person too. Two or three years later. Gaten Maserato walks in and just slaps some handcuffs on him. No, it's not even that. They're not taking him back to prison. He's been in prison this whole time. <laughs> That's what the island was. It is what the island was. <laughs> no, I wasn't even going to go that far, but it did come to me just then. No, it's like a Truman show. Like, they've built a dome where, like, everybody's, like, it's all a bunch of actors, just like the the, the episode we watched. And he thinks he's, like, going about his day and going to work and, like, really, like, he's he's making a difference and, like, really, like, I, I'm I'm really rehabilitated. Like, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Life is good. I'm never going back to that life again. They they get him to like do a scared straight sort of thing and like he's talking to kids. And then yeah, like a year or two in, like <laughs> they throw him back in prison and say that was a prank, wasn't it hilarious? They they ask him to like get something out of his closet and he opens the door and it's like his prison cell and he has to like walk in and they just slam the doors behind him. <laughs> uh I feel like the prison got Oh, he's got, like, a 10-month-old kid, too. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, we're, like, two years in. He's he's found a, a woman that he loves. Mm-hmm. He's turned himself around. He's, like, doing a lot of work with this church. So, he's got a, a newborn child. He's, like, giving back to the community. What's more fucked up as a prank reveal? That it's too bad that you had a kid, you're still going back to prison, or... This kid was never yours to begin with. Like, that was all a part of the prank as well. Or, is that the second person, the mother? <laughs> yep. Because we need we need a second person. Like, this is a prank show that was double the scares. <laughs> now you're saddled with a kid. <laughs> the guy that you love is going back to prison. I would say this is fucked up, but, like, how is this any less fucked up than what we just watched? <laughs> yeah. I was 
thinking um, the guy actually does get paroled, but on his way like through the prison yard and out, like the the prisoners pretend to think he's trying to escape and start shooting blanks at him. <laughs> and then, uh, like he's getting paroled with another prisoner, but that prisoner's an actor, and so they have like those uh, blood packs, blood packs in it. And so he starts getting shot. Who's the second person involved in this, then? Um, it's on one of the guards. Doesn't realize that his gun is filled with blanks. And when that guy, the guy, the actor gets shot. No, no, not an act. Like, not uh, someone else that's trying to escape. There's not another person trying to escape with him. It's collateral damage. <laughs> like, oh, somebody man. else gets shot and, like, the blood splatters. And then they cut, like, you cut to the guy that, like, thought... That he was trying to shoot whatever. And they're like, oh man, you just hit that guy. Like, that's not how we're trying to shoot at all. And then a uh, couple years down the line, he's talking to his therapist about how he <laughs> killed really that committed guy. to this like a couple of years down the line. <laughs> yeah. So that prison guard's like, life is in shambles. He's an alcoholic. He's talking to his therapist. He's still trying to work through this incident. And then Gaten walks in on the therapy session. It's like pranked you didn't really kill that guy he's still alive that guy walks he's like hey and then the therapist who was an actor the whole time was like you've been pranked and then everything's all better for him is it uh richard linklater who is it that did the movie where like he uh filmed it over like 10 years so that he could film people actually aging oh yeah i think that's I feel like yeah. you're you're describing a prank show by that guy it's like <laughs> i'm doing a prank over five to ten years so we can really watch people grow into this. <laughs> and then the, in the deli one, the guy accidentally slices off his hand. I, think, I feel like I feel like we nailed two really good scenarios with the prison one. All right. Um, also, this show is just one 20-minute-long prank. And it's just the same people. I'd like to see, like, maybe you run two or three different groups through. The same prank? The same prank, and so you get, like, spliced, like, reactions from different people. Yeah. Yeah, there there have been prank shows that have done that, though. And this is a whole new... This is a whole different thing. That's true. Do you think... So, we've written episode two. I'm about to write the series finale. Okay. I don't know when this series ends, if this is one and done or what, but the final prank is that they reveal to Gaten that he's not actually controlling anything. And they make him sit through footage of, like, the people afterwards crying so they can see what a monster he was for coming up with these pranks. You think he came up with these pranks? In this narrative, yes, he did. I, I think he came up with these pranks, at least this one. I don't know about the others, because it was so, like, there were so many freaking plot holes and conversational holes and things that didn't make any sense, I wouldn't be surprised if he had at least some hand in it because it was poorly put together. I don't expect him to, like, have the time to, like, sit and think through the intricacies. Uh, you got anything else? I don't think so, man. It was bad. It didn't make any sense. It made... It either made people feel bad or it was all just a bunch of actors and who gives a shit. So either way, if you continue to watch this show then the real prank has been on you the whole time. Yeah. Do you, do you want to wrap it up, or you have more to say? I don't have any more to say about that show. All right. Um, 
yeah, so I'll wrap up. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Please feel free to check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com or follow us on Twitter. It's at podcast episode one, and that's the numeral one. Um, or you can check out the episode one podcast Facebook group. You need any of those to get in contact with us, give us ideas for the show. Let us know what you think. Leave a review in iTunes. We are trying our damnedest to become certified reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes, and that requires 200 iTunes reviews, among other things. So get that done, you know, sometime in the next two years. (laughs) Yeah. And if we get 10, we have a... We have a... Prize, I guess? We commit to putting some sort of bit together and doing it or recurring. Yeah. A recurring, some sort of recurring bit. Right. To make this show more enjoyable to listen to. So review are not enjoyable shows that we can make it more enjoyable. And we're starting to form an idea for that bit. Don't, don't say anything. I won't, but we're kicking around some ideas and we got some good, good stuff. I think we've got stuff. We'll see if it's good. I think you're going to be really happy with the bit that we end up with. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking to them, not you. You're going to hate it. Okay. Do do, do you have this bit already? (laughs) Got it. Perfect. But we did get another review. So we had two. Now we have three. We got another review. It is from our friend Marnie, and she wrote, the title is, Very Good! Exclamation point. And it says, Good banter, good topic, amazing intro music. What more could you want in a podcast? Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week. <laughs>